coffee chatter, baby. We're back. We're back at it again. Show number 11, baby. Show number 11. We got the White Brothers coming on, James. Yep. I'm pretty excited. I These guys are two characters, you know. I'm really excited to talk to them. Yeah, um, you had a run-in with Trey and Zolder before, didn't you? Yeah, I've had a run-in with both of them. We'll get to that because they're both kind of funny stories, and one of them I feel really bad you for. You had still, a run-in with Kai before? <laughs> we'll get or, there. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize you had a run-in with Kai before. Kind of. It wasn't like I ran into him, but like I'll, I'll let you know. Oh, we'll the Zolder there. one was phenomenal two years ago. That was one of my favorite, oh, that was one of my favorite races I've watched. That was seriously. I've never had a more hectic race than that one. I was, I was in staging the bottom of the hill, just enjoying myself. <laughs> we'll get there after. That'll be my official apology on this show. I think because I haven't talked to him about that since. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, first things yeah. first. We like to uh, welcome our first sponsor and supporter of the show, Progate Europe. So Progate in Europe, they're um, the number one gate in Europe, and they're the gate of the World Cups and the World Championships, and my favorite gate personally, James, so we're very excited to have ProGate Europe on as a supporter of Coffee Chatter. That is awesome. I'm, this, this is our first, like, I feel like we're official now, having ProGate on here, they're another sponsor of the show, the sponsor of the show here, I'm stoked, it's awesome. It's pretty sick when you think about it, like, what a big company, and for them to sponsor our show, it's, it's an honor. It, is, it really is, it's badass. So we'll keep so. providing good content, and I think we're going to get mics now, aren't we, James? <laughs> I think so, and it's about time. We got a lot of complaints from everybody last time because of all the ruffling around and all that other crap going on. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> Somebody I don't know. Somebody walking in. I don't know what happened, but the quality of the last show was rough as shit. Yeah, we're sorry, people. We don't really know what's going on. Like The show's already janky enough. Like, that just made it worse. <laughs> but you know what, people? like, Don't complain. If you have a better way to do this, you let us know. Just Yeah, just let us know because... Right now, we're, our tech team is fired, or it's just us running the show right now. I'm sorry we're not Joe Rogan quality yet. <laughs> it's just, it wouldn't be a coffee chatter show if it wasn't a little bit janky and you guys weren't complaining about something. It's part First, of our, it's the song at the beginning, then it's the sound quality. You know, now, next, I don't know what it's going to be. It's part of our charm, right? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it can't um, be too perfect. I was going to say something. Uh, I can't remember what I was going to say. Yeah, whatever. Okay, let's move on. How was Zolder? Dude, Zolder, I feel like there's a lot to talk about. It was a pretty wild, I guess, weekend. Um, holy crap, there were a lot of people there. Dude, there's like 140 guys. Yeah, 140 or something, like more than the World Cup this weekend, okay? So there's 140 guys. We had, uh, I can't remember okay, how many racks sorry, of guys. Be, be, I probably be, 17, 18 racks. Before you go on, I don't understand, side note, I don't understand how we used to have 130 or 140 guys at World Cup, and that was normal. And now that'd be a tiny one. And now we have like 200 something and like 130 or 40 is normal at a year around. Where did these extra 100 people come from? Dude, I don't know. I don't I get under, it. I don't know where they came I from. Don't, I don't get it. I think most of them are French though because – so they split – like we know in Paris last year there was over like 100 French dudes, right? Yeah. And apparently at their French cups they get over 100 guys. Well, the practices – we had so many guys that they split the practices up into two blocks basically. Well, I should hope so. And they did it alphabetically, and they did A to F was the first group. And I think they had to do that probably because there were so many damn French dudes. <laughs> yeah, I seriously don't get where these under, extra 100 people all of a sudden came from. Oh, it's crazy. Anyway. I don't get it either. Yeah. Yeah. So, but let me tell you, they ran the motos quick as hell. Like okay, super, so super Euro thinking, round style? What's right? Super Euro round style? Uh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. This is one area I think I'm a big fan of USA BMX where they really take their time with the pros. Like, literally, we'd walk up the hill, and if you weren't one of the 
like the first three guys in your moto walking up the hill, you wouldn't really have time to relax up there. Like you would walk up the stairs, basically put your bike down. You wouldn't even have time to put your goggles on really. And you'd be rolling into the gate already. Dude, that's brutal. That's so rushed. Yeah, it was really quick. So I remember, wasn't it Sylvan a few shows ago talking about how the live stream of Verona, they like you couldn't really see the race action. And now I know why, like they were just banging them out super quickly. Wow. How much time did you have between laps? Um, so the way they did it was they had like all the elites and juniors running together. And then they had the 15, 16 boys class and 15, 16 girls class at the same time. So every, that was all a big cycle. Um, I want to say we probably only had like 30, 40 minutes. I mean, it sounds like a lot, but I don't know why it was, it wasn't long. Like between the motos, we ran really quick. And then as soon as the third round was done, the 16th start right away. And then we'd have like 20 minutes tops, eighth. Like it was running pretty quick. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's been a while so, since I've done a year round. But one thing I noticed like when I did them is just how fast they run it. Like, holy crap. It just feels like you're in a whirlwind the whole day before you know what it's done. Seriously, yeah. It's, it's, honestly, it was just like bang, bang, bang. I, I, once I was out of racing, I was like, fuck, what just happened? <laughs> no, no kidding. How are the track, track changes? It looks, It looks less technical from watching it. Yeah, honestly, it was a lot less technical. Like the first jump, that triple, it used to be technical. Like if you weren't didn't get over it well, you'd lose a lot of speed. And now it's like the double to two rollers and then triple in the turn. It was pretty easy to get like dialed in. And same with the second straight, like dialing in the second straight. They're just long jumps, but they're easy. So it really wasn't, it's not that technical, which is kind of a bummer because I feel like the old track used to be a little small, but it was technical where if you weren't on top of things, you were like you were losing speed over the jumps yeah for sure the old track was technical like what the hell are we doing as a sport here why are we making everything so easy like we're not rewarding skill or technical ability anymore and i'm not saying i'm not saying people who have success don't have skill because of course they do but i'm just saying in general like it feels like we're just going the complete opposite end of the extreme now with tracks and making them too easy and i I hate that I, i feel the same way too it's like um, like the first jump is manual now. Uh, well, it's, I wouldn't say manually. If you, the guys, a few of us, them were pull manually. We didn't have time to practice that as Canadians. We never rode the track really. <laughs> but the thing I didn't like about it was like, at least on the girls side, it looked like it would give the girls an opportunity to just straight up manual it. Like a few of them would just manual and they would still be in the mix or even pump it and be in the mix. And obviously the top girls would still be out front, but I feel like you're not rewarding that skill of them actually jumping the jump properly enough so that the girls that aren't jumping it or that have to, I don't know, pull brake and manual, they're still so close that it's, I don't like it as much, you know. Yeah, in, in my opinion on Supercross, I know some people disagree, but in my opinion, we shouldn't be able to manual the first jump. I think we should have to jump it no matter what. Um, uh-huh. And then take the first jump out, like take that out. The rest of the track, like we need to be challenged. I don't think for instance, if you do well in a World Cup series or something, and Zolder is on the World Cup series, um, you need to be able to win and do well on every type of track. And I feel like nowadays the tracks are all dialing back so they're not as technical. Um, you know, back in the day we used to, well, I wouldn't say back in the day, but a few years ago, like I thought it was better because you'd have big wide open tracks. You had Rock Hill that was easier. You had um, other tracks that are more technical. And I think that's better. I don't think we need to dial back all the tracks so we can all do them super easily. Yeah, I would completely agree. Like, uh, racing was still good there, it turned out, because I think the track is just so tight. But yeah, it's just, it's too simple, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, yeah, you're not being rewarded for the skill as much. No, no, I think that's, yeah, that's kind of dying off, I feel like, and I think it's disappointing. Yeah. 
Yeah. But what's cool is like the last two straights stayed the same. Those are obviously have been technical, like they're pretty deep jumps for what us North American people are used to at least. But damn, they, the second turn is a lot bigger now. It's to be honest, it's kind of the same shape. If you remember that old second turn, it's kind of flat. Um, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right into it. Yeah. But you have a lot of space to pedal out of it, so I feel like we're hauling ass into the last turn now. Yeah, and it doesn't look as technical going into the rhythm section now, right? No, it's just two rollers, so like, yeah. you literally have nothing to slow you down. It's just haul ass and jump across. I like the old one because it was pretty tech going in. There was, and there was options, too. Like, if you were going slow, you could pull on manual down. Or if you're going fast, you, like, tap it or even double manual. Yeah, it was, like, there were good options to... No, nope, let's make it cookie, cookie cutter easy so everyone can do it. <laughs> no, nope, we're going to make everyone do it. Oh, my God. Yeah. But in other sense, though, so they made the jump into the first turn... I guess they had changed it a couple times, but now it's back to being a, a triple, basically, with a step down at the end. And it was pretty cool. So watching the girls in practice, uh, a few of them sent it. And if you remember, it's a pretty big jump. It is a big, that's a really big triple, and the lip is high. Yeah, so they kind of mellowed the lip out a bit, which is great, because I think booted us to the moon. But uh, yeah, the girls sending it, I think we were watching, I think it was, uh, might have been Simone who did it first, and then right after, like, uh, Laura did it. Meryl did it. Um, I'm gonna forget some. One of the Japanese girls did it, and it was like it was pretty cool to watch them. After one of them did it, it just seemed like a train of them were like, "Yep, yeah, let's do it." Yeah, it's badass. That's so classic. One person does it, like, "Wow, fuck, they did it. I gotta do yeah. it." It was it was really cool. Yeah. I was like, I was hyped watching. It. As soon as that happened, it was like, "This is entertaining." <laughs> yeah, good for them. I mean, like we mentioned the other show, like the pro- progression of the the late women's classes has increased exponentially. Yeah, it really has. And I don't know if any of them did it in racing. I didn't get to see that, but I did watch the mains and again and Laura dominated. That was it was cool again. She was she was on the inside both days, I think, and then did her thing from lane one. I'm a big fan of Laura. I think she's awesome. She looked good. Yeah. She looked really yeah, good. Yeah, was cool. Yeah, she looks really complete. Like she doesn't have a ton of weaknesses. No, not at all. No. And then even behind her the girls, I think it was Say and Simone on were getting really they got on the podium the first day, I think, and then Second day, they almost both ate, ate shit in the first jump. It got pretty hectic. There was them three on the inside, and uh, I saw they were that. going for it. I saw it was, that, It was yeah. exciting racing. Yeah, those girls are looking good, too, but I think the class in general has a long way to go if they want to start beating Laura more consistently. I think they probably can the odd time, but generally speaking, if someone's gonna, someone wants to start beating Laura, they're going to need to step up big time because I, th- I feel like she's uh, a level above the class right now. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it'll be good to see. It'll be good to see Elise and Mariana battle her in Manchester. I don't know how healthy yeah. Mariana is at the moment. Uh, it's her first yeah, big race in a while, but um, yeah, I'm sure Elise will want to want to go there and try and beat Laura in Manchester. Yeah, that'll be really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then on the guy side of things, um, what do we write down here? Oh, so I didn't realize again that they scrambled motos. I was going to bring this up before they scrambled motos there this year. Yeah, did they do that last year? No, not from what I remember. I guess this is just new this year, which it was fine. But, I mean, it's kind of nice when you just get your moto and you get to settle in for three chill laps. I think a but, scr- uh, scrambled is always harder, I think. I always feel like you get more fast people. <laughs> I think it's way harder, too, because, like, you don't know how many points. Like, at least if it's the same moto, you can know the points exactly. But scrambled is, I think, pretty tough. Yeah, it really is. But we got pretty lucky this weekend, so I guess they do it a I would say the qualifying is basic as can be because we had like 140 guys and they dropped it down to regular 16th, which is what I think 
128 guys, so not many people got dropped. Wow, they should just they should cut more and just cut out an entire round. Honestly, yeah, we did the three motos. It felt like nothing. And then all of a sudden, yeah, we're still in 16th. So nobody it, got dropped. It's like a waste of time and energy. So you had eight. So it's eight laps total then for the main. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they should yeah. honestly cut more people after motos and just take out an entire round. Yeah, I would agree. Would what's the point better, of What's but, the point of cutting twelve guys out of one hundred and forty? <laughs> I don't know. What a waste of time. It was pretty funny, but so they had we had a pretty funny moment too on day one in the eights. They uh, first they were having issues with the light that was kind of keeping the hill lit up. So there's some guy mid race like up there working on the light, I guess. And then we got up for the eighth. The first eighth final had gone. I was in the second one. And all of a sudden, they're waiting for the guy with the light to get down off the light pole. And they pull us off the gate, and they start talking in their microphones. And then all of a sudden, the guy turns around and looks at it. He's like, yeah, back it up. Get off the hill, guys. So I guess what happened was something happened, and some rider was missed in the eighth that should have been in the eighth. And they had to take us all down the hill. They ran all the juniors before us, and we're sitting there not knowing what's going on, just sitting at the bottom of the hill. And the first moto had still already gone, so... They basically ran the juniors, and they were trying to get the first motor to go again. The guys were freaking out, like, it's been five minutes. Are you crazy? Like, we can't just race again. Oh, my God. And I don't know what was going on with So did them, they end up having to go so again? So, basically. Did, go they, did they go again? They basically, like, they put up a fit for a while, and then I think they ran them at the end of us, but that still only would have been, like, a 10-minute break, I feel like. Oh, my God. Okay, guys, go again. And it was like, no one knew why we were getting off the hill at first. I had to ask them, I was like, what's the big deal? And... Eventually, when we're sitting at the bottom of the hill, some guy said that it was something wrong with the sheets, and it was one guy in like a later round um, that wasn't on the sheet that he should have been. So the first moto of guys didn't even change, but they had to rerun it. I have so many rants that I could rant about from this conversation you've had, but I feel like we need to move on. <laughs> yeah, we'll move on because it was weird. But racing was good for the guys again. Kai was out there, our guest on the show. Kai was doing Kai things. So he was making passes down the last straight. He actually passed Carlos in the semi, I think it was, on day two on the last straight. And you know Carlos is the guy with track speed. Yeah. Dutch guys look good. Like, Nick, Bioris, and Dave look good. I thought Marcor looked really good, and, and Graf looked good, too. That pull manual on the first jump was pretty savage. Yeah, they were on it, too. And, like, Nick was trying for an eight. He was almost getting there. But Davo had lane one first day. And, yeah, Joris, Joris had lane one second day. They Once you're in lane one there, if you had a good gate and you get out clean and you're like that, you're pretty solid in yeah the it's a big advantage i thought you and alex yeah. looked good too yeah thanks it felt really good out there put in some good laps like it felt like i was winning right up front a bunch of the times and just both days of my quarter made a silly little mistake like day one i just wheelied off the gate lost my positioning and then just made a bad line choice out of the first turn on day two and yeah went out in quarters but felt good to be out there racing and like putting in good laps again yeah that kind of stuff happens but like the both of you guys look like you have a good kind of overall package now so i think you guys will have a good weekend in manchester yeah thanks looking forward to it really yeah yeah so moving on from that though how was your uh, lululemon retreat it was, was fun yeah it was fun so we spent a few days in whistler and they had um 100 store ambassadors and then four of us like uh, elite athlete ambassadors and so we spent a couple days like we had a lot of like personal growth kind of um i don't want to say seminars but personal growth sessions basically where you know, we got, we got given journals, we had to write down different things, like our biggest fears or our biggest anxieties or like our darkest moments in life. And then you had to find someone in the room and share them with, share them with. And it was pretty cool. Like, I'll, I'll, everyone pretty much got emotional at, at times. And it was like, 
for personal growth, it was really cool, actually. Damn, okay, that's and, pretty interesting. And scary, honestly. Yeah, I would have been freaked out. I hate having to do that. <laughs> Hi, my name's Tori. I've never met you, but here's my deepest, darkest fears. <laughs> <laughs> Opening up to somebody random like that, I can't even do that with my friends. <laughs> but all of us left, like, tired and like, oh, but it was it was good. It was good. Um, so we had a couple days of that. We did some fun, like, kind of team-building activities and um, and some workouts and yoga, of course, and, and that meditation, that kind of thing. Um, and the last night, it was the Wednesday night. It was... Yeah, it was Wednesday night. It was my birthday. And so they had like a kind of like an after party for all the <clears throat> all the ambassadors that were there at the hotel because they rented out the Four Seasons at Whistler, which, by the way, is, oh. it's super nice. I can imagine. So that. they rented that out for a few days, which was awesome. And then, yeah, they had a bit of a after party for us. And like I won't go into details, but I may have I may have miscalculated the amount that I should have consumed. <laughs> Had a few too many drinks, did you? I mean, like, I never drink. I never drink. I haven't <laughs> drank in so long, and so I may have, um, yeah, I won't go into, like, details, but I may have miscalculated. <laughs> this is the after dark kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I may, I may have miscalculated, so I'll just leave it at that, but it was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, it sounded like a cool experience, though. Yeah, it was, a, it was a really cool experience, and now I'm in sunny San Diego. Fantastic. Good to see the lady again. I know. Good to see Savvy Baby staying here now and uh, going to Horsepower Arts tonight with Tyler. Beautiful. That sounds nice. Um, one last thing before we get to the White Brothers. We'll call it this. Hey, you know what? I have it on here. The Sylvan Social Media Check-In. What do you think? I think that, that rolls off the tongue nice enough. I know. And it's for Sylvan. So he, our social media check-in on his story, he put, what's better or what's worse? Forget your helmet or your shoes at the track. What do you think? Dude, I originally put helmet, but if you forget your clip shoes, you're pretty effed. I think so too, but all the Europeans can ride flat so well. I don't think they care. <laughs> as long as they have a helmet and they got shoes on, they'll be fine. I mean, if I had to pick one, I'd rather forget my shoes because like, you can at least ride in your in your Nikes. You'd think, yeah. At a race, though, I'd probably rather forget my helmet because hopefully you can find somebody with a close enough size head to lend you a helmet. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. I don't know about a race. Like, <laughs> I don't I know. I feel like it's different. I don't know. Oh, I think you'd have a more difficult time finding a helmet. See, I personally hate anything that touches, like, my bike, like, my my hands to handlebars and my feet to pedal area. Like, I, I always like that consistent. So if one of those changed, I'd be a little freaked out. At least my helmet is just, like, it's there, but I never really notice it, I guess. So at a race, what would you rather forget? Like, picture yourself going to Manchester World Cup, Saturday, go to racing. Which one would you rather have forgotten? My helmet, because I could, I could borrow a girl's helmet. Oh, I'll go with shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to borrow somebody's shoes? I, yeah, I don't know. Are you going to borrow someone's helmet? Hey, Connor, can I borrow your monster helmet? <laughs> <laughs> Just run the monster deal for the weekend? Just run the mono deal for the weekend? Hey, bro, like, I'm in the moto, like, two behind you. Can you quickly, like, finish your lap and run the helmet back up to me? Like, I just need it for, like, this lap. I think you're pretty screwed either way. Yeah, I think you are, too. All right, shall we, shall we, call, up the, shall we call up the White Brothers and get into things? Yeah, let's get him on the show. All right, let's get him on. Okay, James, on the line. We got two sexy brothers, James. Who are they? Two of GB's finest. We got Trey and Kai White. Well, that was What's no... Good? Good. James, that lacked a ton of enthusiasm. Dude, you guys, you need to stop putting me on the spot. I tell you every time. Just intro our guests with some excitement. Kai and Trey, what's going on, boys? What's <laughs> <laughs> good here, man? Where are you boys right now? My house. Was that Kai? Yeah. <laughs> We're in the man cave. 
We're in the, you're in the man cave. Kai, who do you live with? Uh, Paddy and the uh, village room rider. Okay, so GB takes care of the accommodation, right? Yeah, yeah. Until, until you uh, start making some more money. So since since Trey's uh, bronze medal in Rotterdam, he makes some big coins. So where are you living, Trey? Oh, we, we made the same money, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, why sharing off about the money? No, so um, I live with Quillen. I live with Quillen and now Tian, and I live like 10, 15 minutes from the track. But because we're on um, podium, we can choose where we where we want to live. Oh, James, he's a big yeah. shot. Big yeah, yeah. Players, baby. I'm thinking Trey's got like a nice penthouse in Manchester. <laughs> no, that's just that's the weekend penthouse, but the 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 weekday one is just a nice four bed up the road. And he's got a hammock behind lane one in Manchester. <laughs> we always used to joke Liam would sleep on a mattress behind lane one for a month before the Manchester World Cup. <laughs> just just brewing his espresso behind lane one. He'd wake up and be like, oh, "Morning, baby. <laughs> morning, beautiful." <laughs> All right, James. Yeah. James, should we uh, should we get into the train, Kai? The uh, the you know what? Yeah, the train Kai story that I have. Yeah, I have a run in with both you guys, and I don't think we've ever talked about it. Well, <laughs> last year I don't know if it was a run in, but was it last year? Yeah. So last year, me and Kai ran in, kind of had a run in. I don't know what round it was, Kai. And man, was it no Paris? Yeah, and, Paris. And uh, you were in front of me in like fourth. I don't know what round it was. It was like probably like eighth final or something. And I, yeah, I high-loaded you in the last yeah. turn or something, and you went off the track, and I think crashed. Is that right? Yeah. Broke my collarbone. That wasn't your fault, though. Oh, and no, he no, broke I, his I, collarbone. I like it wasn't, because I remember, I don't remember hitting you, but I remember having that issue, or, like, not passing you then, and that happening. Yeah. It, no, it wasn't, no, it wasn't your fault at all. But I remember, James, we were laughing, because it was like, oh, boy. You, <laughs> you parked Trey the year before, and now it's the other one. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, so the year before in Zolder... Me and uh, I had the lap of a lifetime. It was an absolute chaos, and it was me and Trey battling the whole lap. And I think it was was it the quarterfinal, maybe. Yeah, and, it was a uh, cool. Uh, yeah, I was fourth, I think, at the time. Came, I, we were we were back and forth the whole lap, basically to the second mm. turn. And I remember coming down the third straight. I went to manual one of the jumps. I'd never manual bonked the shit out of it. <laughs> I don't know how it ever happened. I've never bonked a spot like or bonked a jump that hard. You passed me, and I was so pissed that I was went into the last turn. I was like, fuck it. I'm not getting passed straight up. I'm gonna hit this guy and see what happens. And I just shocklined the crap out of it and ran right into you and put it, put you off the track. And I blew a pedal. Oh, I felt like such a jackass. I was so pissed off. Bro, I was so pissed. I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't know if it was Tori. Tori, was you there? I was in staging, like and just enjoying the show at the bottom of the hill. Okay, so after I think I was rambling about it and I was telling someone. It was someone who was your friend. Like, I don't know if it was Tori or someone close to you. And I just said, I don't care. He's a dick. I just, I just, I don't care. I don't, they were telling me, no, he's a cool guy. If you get to know, I said, I don't care. <laughs> like, he's a dick. That was phenomenal. I was just at the bottom of the hill watching the show. You two were glued together with Velcro the entire track. After I just... We bumped in the first turn, I think. I remember getting off balance and like barely making out of the first turn. Had to run it in low in the second turn. We bumped maybe again. And then I did that and I was ran into him in the third turn. I was like, that was probably the most janky lap I've ever done. The worst thing was when I saw you bark here, I thought, yes. <laughs> I thought, yes. And then in my head, I took the turn tight. 
And then before I know it, I was on the grass. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> And then after Nick Nick came over was talking to us, James, and Nick was telling you he was like, Oh that was dirty and I was like standing up for you. I was like, No, no, it wasn't dirty, you just went for it and Nick's like, No, 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 no it was dirty. <laughs> That was the first time. So after the lap in my head, I was like, "Yeah, I should probably go apologize." And like, it was one of those things that I didn't. I didn't see after the race to apologize. And then I'm I'm glad you didn't. I'm I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to worry about it. This is my official apology, Trey. That that was. I'm glad you didn't apologize straight away after because I would have bit your head off. (laughs) Yeah, he would have been pissed. I'd have been so pissed. I said, "I'd have been like, don't fucking tell me sorry." I'd have been so. It's, we, we've been, oh, it's been so time thinking about that one. Oh. So Trey and Kai, how was Zolder? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Zolder's Zold isn't too bad for me. I, I reckon I could have podiumed on the first day, but yeah, I, just, I wasn't riding too correct. But you look good. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, I, I discovered the pickup manual was faster than the jump. Was it scary? Um, no, not really. It's like the the lip is very small. It's just the manual after where I couldn't get it correct if I do a pedal in the gap at the bottom of the hill. But after a few tries, it it went like I got it good sometimes and then sometimes I didn't. But in the final, I got it. I got the pedal good. I done the pickup and then as I'm as I'm coming out of it, I've nosed nose rimmed it. And Nick and Dave just got a bit away there and then yeah, I just I quoted the triple. Yeah, is it scary to? Oh, I saw that. Is it scary to pick up manual a supercross first nah. jump with guys everywhere? Nah, nah. I think it's faster. Trey, how about this kid, man? No fear. I, I don't understand. Just, <sighs> just zero fucks given. Like, we'll be in training, and I'm like, I get a decent start, and he's on the outside, so I managed to hold him off somehow. And then I'll come down the second straight, and I'm trying my hardest. And then he'll just pass me and maybe look back. And I'm just like, mid-air, shouting, how? And then I just hear everyone else laughing. Like they, You just know it's coming. It's just, oh, stressful. Yeah. Stre- it's actually stressful. No kidding. Uh, James said you had a bike situation with Zolder, Trey? Oh, uh, that Zolder was one of my worst weekends. That weekend just gone is probably one of my worst race weekends other than injury because... Well, actually, first off, props to Zolder, but the the track is a lot better, I think. So at least the track was better. But um, Friday, I was waiting for a bracket for my um, my GT because now I'm running the disc brake, and they was making the bracket for me because I want to run Chris King Hub, and it doesn't really fit properly. So I, that was meant to fit, and when it came, I had a bit of an issue with it, so I had to like bodge job it, um, and then it, time was running out, so. I asked someone to bring me an old, a older frame that I could use, but then it turned out I didn't have a um, bottom bracket press, so I managed to take it to a bike shop. Anyway, long story short, when I got to the practice, I thought I was ready to go, and then there was another issue, but I didn't know if it, if it, if it was the wheel that was causing it, because anyway, so I put a new chain on Tuesday, and that was broken, so I didn't get to practice on Friday. Um, I managed to sort it out on the Saturday. So I rode a, um, a different bike, like an older GT frame. And I got, I, they did let me in both practices, to be fair. So I did have, I did have like, what, half an hour practice, which was okay. But, um, yeah, racing didn't go too well. 
That's another story. That's another story. The narration's been terrible lately. And was the bike issue why you didn't race on Sunday? Oh no! So Sunday, you'll never believe it. <laughs> Everyone on the squad got food poisoning except for Kai and Marcus. No yeah. So we went to some shop. So um, we, went to the shop on Friday. we went to some shop on Friday, some restaurant in town. It's called Food Maker. It looks fresh. It looks nice. I'm just shouting everyone now. Don't go there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do not go there. And on the Saturday, we got we got it again. I was at home fixing my bike, so the guys brought it back for me. And within like an hour, Quillen said his stomach's hurting. Um, so we turn up to the track, and he starts throwing up. So he, he pulls out of racing early. Our sw- the guy who was our Swanee, he was throwing up too. Um, me and Ross Cullen said we feel it a bit, but we was okay. But by the night time, I've thrown up. Ryan Martin's thrown up. Ross Cullen's thrown up. Lauren Anion's thrown up. Chad Hartwell's thrown up. Um, everyone's been thrown up. So the next day, and then Kyle threw up like midnight, like I mean like five in the morning. So um, most of, a couple of us pulled out. Ross tried to race, but like he won the day before, and then on Sunday he just looked so weak. Um, Quillen tried to race, but yeah, it, it wasn't really working. So yeah, it was a terrible. It was actually a terrible weekend. So all in all, a good weekend for you, Trey. Oh, <laughs> oh if I could, I'm just glad. It, wow, wow. I'm just glad it wasn't this weekend. <laughs> Sorry, there's a bee. There's a <laughs> couple bees. In the room. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, as long as the wheel cover well for this weekend, we'll be okay. Yeah, geez. Well, well, so, that one's behind at least, you. At least I um, I said to my nutritionist, I might lose a bit of skin folds. You know what I mean? I might lose a bit of... Start my diet now. Hurry up and get those skin folds done. I'm feeling lean. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't eaten it for two days. I'm feeling great. <laughs> so, kind of getting away from that, guys. Uh, we just want to kind of first get into like kind of little basic stuff about you guys. So, where did you guys actually kind of grow up? Because you're not from Manchester, right? No, no, we're not from Manchester. No, God, God forbid. <laughs> so basically, we was uh, we grew up in South London, Peckham. Well, on the outskirts of Peckham, but like we went to school, both went to school in Peckham, and um, that's where the BMX track was built. In like in like the estates of Peckham, so like in the sticks of Peckham, really. Um, okay. And we we grew up there. We, we grew up. We went to school there, and we until until pretty much until we both moved away up to Manchester. Yeah. So I I've seen I've seen videos of that track. It looks really small. Oh, the old one. Yeah. Oh, that that track was like literally. If you put one and a half straights like of a normal track i reckon that's the length of that track it was like three straights and the third straight went into the first turn if that makes sense so like two two turns the first straight went a left-hand turn second straight left-hand turn and that third straight went into the first turn so for fitness we just try and do like we do our first two straights and then we'll just keep going around around a couple of times but it was tiny, literally tiny. Where, what was that area like you grew up in? Yeah, the the area was 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 pretty rough, I guess. First, first we lived in a place called um, Kennington, like Elephant and Castle, which was, um, which yeah, there was 
there's a big like a yeah there was gangs all over to be fair but like a big gang was known to to live around there on Warworth Road um and then we moved just to the outskirts of Peckham which which was pretty much the same but going in going into Peckham every day it was like yeah it was rough I, I've seen pe- I watched people in my school get stabbed and yes. Kai's had to fight like 12 people to defend himself from not getting his bike taken and holy shit like we've we've all been on the you know like had to defend ourselves from either getting robbed or you know you, you just have to kind of put on the act of i mean sometimes not an act but you have to put on like a persona of like even if you're not about that life and you're not tough you have to act it otherwise you're gonna be a victim kind of if that makes sense especially in school like you know like in school initially so very easy to get bullied wow. yeah for sure wow it must have been hard growing up in a in an area like that initially it was but i feel like to be honest you know our older brother daniel he used to ride and um he grew up he obviously he grew up in a pretty much the same area but he he was pretty tough to be fair so if if i had any troubles how does i was straight on the phone to him like if i couldn't fight if i couldn't fight four guys which obviously wasn't happening i was straight on the phone to him and then i feel like you 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 not that you have to do anything, but if you just if you just defend yourself, like no one really, you know, if you just, it was more gang on gang violence a lot of the time. So it wasn't like if you're not in a gang, you're kind of out of it. Sometimes people become victims, innocent people. But if you just keep yourself to yourself, it's okay. But obviously, you got to defend yourself. So it wasn't too bad, and you have your friends and 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 you look after each other really, if if that makes sense. Wow. It's pretty cool you guys have been so successful growing up in in a place like that. I mean, that's that's really impressive. I think that did help with, like, you know, how we had the small track and, and like, CK being our mentor and always pushing it and saying, you know, like, we grew up in a rough area with a small track. Like, with the story behind us, it really helped push the council to give Peckham BMX, like, a new track, which is actually pretty much European standard now. Um yeah, but I, I always wanted to get out. Like from young, I always said like I want to move out of London ASAP. So, so I'm glad BMX gave me the opportunity. Really. Wow, no kidding. So, how did you boys actually get into BMX then? Like, well, honestly, I feel like everything in GB and around here is all about you know football, soccer. <laughs> so, how did you guys yeah. get into BMX? Uh, I believe um, Trey went to the BMX track with our nan. Like our nan's pretty young. What she's young. Yeah. I mean, my nan was is like a young nan. She's yeah. well, she's sixty now, but back then, yeah, she she took us, she took us all over. Yeah, so she took Trey to. Um, we first started in Brixton, so there's a club called Brixton, um, and that's like Peckham and Brixton is like a gang. Yeah, rivalry. Yeah, gang rivalry, Peckham and Brixton. So, but obviously we're not in gangs. Yeah, I was yeah. young, so it was okay. <laughs> like it's not. Yeah, a big it's okay deal for us to go, go there. But Trey, Trey started off there, and then you saw CK. Yeah. So CK and then he told CK told Trey to come back and then he came back with my dad and then I think he just started from there really. Yeah, so I used to as you say that like James, I used to play football and then my dad used to play football too, like semi pro. But I didn't enjoy it and obviously I had a BMX just ride around the estate and my dad's friend just asked us to come down to the BMX track one time. It just was opening up. And then I went for the first time. And I just started going on Sunday, like one day a week. Um, and then my older brother started coming. 
and my dad would bring us. So then Kai got well, at the age of like three or four would come, and then my dad quit. Um, well, my dad wasn't that. Well, my dad wasn't probably going to make it as a footballer anyway. So he he got his bike out. He started coming. Then my little sister started racing. So like the whole family of us was at at one point. All of us was racing. Um, That's so crazy. It's such a family sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah for real. And and UK nationals used to be so much better. I guess I don't know um, what it's like in Canada or like America, but obviously it's so much smaller here. We can actually drive for hours and get everywhere. So it was actually okay for us to travel. We camped the whole family. Like it was obviously I it was obviously it was a stretch for my parents, but it was affordable because we could get like a big tent and all, all get in one car and camp. So at that point, like it was just we just got we just got hooked. Wow, that's a really cool story. Holy crap, James! Much much different than how we grew up. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, I grew up playing soccer as well, and. That's what I was always thinking about. I was like, well, when I played soccer as a kid, you always think everybody only plays soccer over here. And then, yeah, you grow up and you change sports or whatever. So that's yeah. interesting to hear. Yeah, and I mean, I grew up playing hockey as well. So I think I think kids growing up, like we talked about it in another podcast, but I think kids growing up, you, it's so much more beneficial to do more than one sport. Like, I don't think specializing no, in one sport sure. early is a good idea. No, I'm sure. Well, saying that, I mean, if I've only ever done one sport... <laughs> Oh, you've only ever done one? You didn't play soccer? Yeah, I've only ever done, yeah, I've only done BMX. <laughs> oh, you look how shitty you are now. You should have done soccer. <laughs> you, should, you should have done soccer, bro. You'd be World Cup champion by now. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, it's a family sport, and um, your family was into it. But when was the first time you both actually raced each other? Was it weird? Do you know what's funny? So... One time there was like a, a regional in like Bournemouth, yeah, and Kai would have been about six, eight or no, like younger, six, yeah, six, six or, or seven. seven. And he kept telling my daddy wants to race me. <laughs> anyway, there was only two guys in in um, his age group, and one of the kids like slipped on his balls, I think, and like stopped racing. So the guys, <laughs> the guys at the regional were so cool; they just stuck Kai in our race. So I was like. I'm trying to not make my little brother come last. So I was like trying to cut people off and stuff <laughs> to, to get this six year What a bro. But um, I think the first time we properly raced. Manchester, that national. When I had my pink back. What, when you double man, you passed me? Yeah. That wasn't the first time yeah, we was. ever raced. No, it wasn't. Oh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it's like I've never beat you before. Um, we, that's not the first time we raced. I can't remember the first time. Oh, maybe Scotland. We very, I probably um, English nationals would probably be the first yeah. time we properly raced, but the most iconic one, yeah, is when this guy did some crazy manual past me. Oh, that that that's was when, sexy. that's when it all that's when it all started going downhill for me. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> it, is it weird racing each other? Do you like it? Do you like beating each other? We, uh, we haven't really raced each other. No, I don't. I don't really like racing my teammates. To be honest, like I do some. I, if it's a national. Then obviously it's cool. It's only us there, but like, I don't really, I don't like it. I don't mind racing him if there's not hella other fast riders in the race. If that makes sense, like, if it's a moto and like it's 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 chilled, then I don't mind. But if it's like a quarter and like we're next to each other on the gate, it's like I don't want to smash my brother over a turn or or cut him off. Do you know what I mean? Or I don't know about if he falls to me, but like I don't want to have to do that if I. But if you have to, then do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'd rather not. I'd rather not race him. 
Have you? Have Especially you been in- because if I snap him, I know he's just gonna pull me anyway. So I'd rather not race him. Have you guys been in a situation where you're really racing each other? Nah. Mm, no, nah, other than like a moto or like a quali round, um, like at like Paris or Manchester. Like, yeah. nah, we've never been in proper situation where we've actually been battling. Oh, we need a James. We need a brother, brother, like fight for fourth in the semi. Seriously, that's all I want to see. I just want to see him go, go to that last turn, fourth and fifth, and just see what happens. I want to see a white versus white. I want to see a smolder versus smolder. I want to see a crane <laughs> versus Jones. I wouldn't mind, though, you know, if, like, I think, I don't know if I'd smash him, but obviously you'd you'd cut each other off. But if it was, like, for fourth, I wouldn't, if he, like, took me up the turn or, like, cut me off, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. No, I mean, it's racing. I mean, I'd expect it, yeah, of you, course. You know, so even if he smashed me and he made it, cool. But if he smashed me and both of us made it, then we're going to scrap. I mean, and both of us don't make it, then we're going to scrap. One just tries to pass the other, just clean each other out and both crash. <laughs> you get up, sweet, yeah. bro, that was sick. <laughs> yeah, then we'll, so we'll kind of moving on to, uh, to talk about kind of your GB program as a whole. So you guys have been part of the program for a while, and I guess when Grant was your guys' coach, and then when you guys switched to, I guess, having PH as a coach, um, how was it with Grant, and what were the big differences switching to PH? See, for, for, for me, um, Grant wasn't my coach. I, I okay. only joined a year and a bit ago. So uh, when I joined, it was Marcus for about how long? Mark, it was Mar- uh, Marcus was our coach until PH came for maybe about two months or so, and then, yeah, yeah, PH came in December, December, maybe November, December, and I started in September, and um, yeah, yeah, PH came. Like I really liked PH as a coach because he wasn't. I don't know. I don't have to explain. He wasn't serious all the time. Yeah. I feel like I can answer that question because obviously I've been under Grant for, well, I was under uh, like Grant's coaching for, I don't know, five years, six years. Um, that that was a huge change. Like I thought like, that was a huge change because the way Grant was and like the way Grant kind of run the program was obviously he had Liam at the beginning for like how long. So the way I, I feel like initially the way it was kind of set was like um, his philosophy was set, and obviously him and Liam set this kind of way of like to win, and we we kind of we kind of sat into that a little bit, which obviously Liam was a obviously wasn't the most skillful, but he did what he needed to do to win, and he'd tell you his philosophy, I guess, was like get strong get out in front and like like hold on like win the race from there which was which worked for him which was his which he was really good at obviously um and for us I feel like Grant like that made us kind of strong I guess because initially when we wasn't if we wasn't going that well then Grant would say look stay back home train get your strength like he can't explain to British Cycling that okay we're going to these races to maybe go out in the quarter or the motors, do you know what I mean? Like he had to be like, look, they're doing these times now, they're ready to go out in there and do it. So it took it took a while for us to actually get that strong to be saying, oh, look, we're going to every single race. Or Kyle would like do well in some time trials and like perform better than some of the other academy guys. So like, yeah, he deserved to go. Or, you know, just like that. So we kind of sat into that philosophy, whereas... Not all of us were not all of us were like that, 
like for me, I didn't, I didn't, in, obviously I enjoyed it, but I didn't agree with it, agree with it that much because I felt like I needed to race more. I mean, Kyle, he agreed with it. Quillen didn't at times. Um, but then when PH came, he brought a totally different philosophy. His philosophy was, yeah, ride as much we're going to ride as much as possible. We're going to race. And like, he's a legend, you know, Tori, like he's yeah. a legend. But for example, when, when PH came, I was injured for like two months and we went to Paris and I'm not lying. I got through the second straight once that I was, obviously it was a bit windy, but I was sketchy. Like I got through the second straight once I did two weeks with PH and like, I felt one of the best I was on my bike, like in after the South of France. Um, but at the same time, PH was, we were so used to how Grant's structure was and his organization PH lacked in that, in the, in, in the organisation and structure stuff and kind of answering to British Cycling. Um, PH lacked in that. So it was a bit, it was from one, one end of spectrum to the other. Like it was, it was crazy. It was literally from someone who's like so, like got everything dialed to PH just being so chilled, just leaving stuff down to us, just wanting us to ride. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was kind of tough, but. At the same time, I like I I got on with Grant, and with like he sorted like sorted my gates out and made me at the time like a strong rider. But then at that time, I was grateful for PH because I needed to feel fast on the track and I needed to race and that bike time. So it was it was a big transformation, and obviously we all have mixed opinions about it. But I liked PH, and I'm I'm a bit gutted that he didn't stay for a bit longer. But Marcus did um, did like he he took it on the chin, and like he's done a good job since, yeah, and he's job. he's like properly stepped in, and um, yeah. So I guess that that kicked Marcus up the bum as well. If, if that makes sense yeah like obviously i worked with ph for a long time um at every coach has his strengths and weaknesses but i think ph as a coach like when it comes to his strength like i think just riding technique I, I think he's one of the very best like he's so good at analyzing position on the bike especially on the track and helping people improve on the track so like when i heard he was going to gb obviously i was really happy for him and i thought for you guys it'd be really good because you had like you said like grant was completely contrast to ph's style so grant was probably really good for like building an engine and building good starting technique with you guys and i'm sure ph helped you guys a lot like on the track and with track speed and flow and that kind of thing yeah for sure for sure just so imagine you can just get both of them together you could have the ultimate right no Jeez. kidding wow. <laughs> wow oh that's awesome yeah it's too bad i didn't stay longer yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah, he was struggling with basically being told what to do and have to answer and yeah, have to always write race reports. And obviously, his family was in France at the time. And, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit. Yeah, basically I wish he stayed a little bit of money as well. Yeah, he likes he likes to work a bit more unstructured. He hates having to do a bunch of administrative stuff. Yeah, for sure. He hate you say ten thirty and you'll just you'll be there. At, you know, 10.45. Quarter to 11. And no, if you say, say 10.30, that means at 10.30 he'll get up, brush his teeth, have a shower. <laughs> that is sick. Smoke a cig and then maybe kind of mosey on over around 11, 11.15. Oh, <laughs> uh, Connor, when me and Connor were there before the Olympics, like being in 2016, Connor was losing his mind at how unorganized PH was. <laughs> really? Oh, uh, yeah. Was, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's one of, yeah, that's one of the things that I thought was annoying too. It just... 
But then after a while, because like, we worked together for so long, after a few years, I just kind of accepted, yeah, he's going to be late, whatever. And I just kind of yeah, went, I just kind of went with it. And, yeah. I accepted it after about a week because I was always late myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started telling him like 20 minutes before we had to leave. If we had to leave at 10, I would tell him 940. Yeah, we've done that as well. Yeah. We've done that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? We bet him. We said, look, PH. Because he made it out to us that he was going to quit smoking at first. And then after a while, we realized that he's just lying. He's just saying that. He said the stress from Brett Cycling. But um, <laughs> we said, okay, if one of us podiums at a World Cup, then you got to quit. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when when Quillen was got fourth at Papendal, I swear he was ripping his hair out, thinking, "No, you best not get third." <laughs> this is crap because we also I also bet him in 2016. I bet him 500 yeah. euros that he wouldn't quit by Christmas, and he bet me that, and he still hasn't. So he owes me 500 euros. <laughs> <laughs> that was three years ago. I think you should double up on it. I think. Oh, it no kidding! It should just problem. compound interest, baby, each year. <laughs> Well, guy, that's funny. So, kind of with Manchester this weekend, um, yeah. what are you guys' thoughts on the new track design, and where, how do you think it's going to basically how's it going to race? I actually love the new track, but I think it's so rubbish. If that makes sense. What do you mean? So at the same time, it's like compared to the so the old track. When I first started in 2017, I probably jumped the second straight about twice before Paris World Cup, and that was what six months before. Mm. and yeah I jumped it twice the whole time I was there so I literally hated the old track the old track I had the slowest time around it it was so good that was the only track that Kyle wasn't good at it was, <laughs> <so good. laughs> it was our home track so we can just beat him daily oh, yeah literally so, so. <laughs> and then now this track it's like it runs well I think it's yeah I have the fastest lap time even though Graf and everyone Nick him and I had the race there at the National. I still have the fastest lap time, so I'm pleased with that. So, and, yeah, I, I, I like it a lot, but I think it's too easy. Like, obviously, you've seen Sire and Laura Smulders has come a few sessions and they've jumped the second straight. There's not much else to do. And, yes, we've probably done all the transfers we possibly can because we're that bored of the track already. But I think it's just the way the sport is going. But heading into the weekend, uh, I think it'll be a good... Good race, but a lot of lot of carnage. Yeah, I mean, last time we raced there, there was so many, so much, so many crashes. Yeah, so many crashes, and like, I just think even if, for instance, I feel like it was a bit too technical before, and they kind of went too far the other way now and made it a little bit too easy. But I just feel like yeah. the class now is too big and strong and fast, and everyone's too tight. We can't race. Yeah. The, we can't race the World Cup in a stadium that size or on a track that size. Yeah, literally. Yeah, Every, a lot of people are going to go over the last turn. So small, hey. Yeah, yeah. Me and James were time, talking about that in our intro. Like, we think the tracks have gone kind of too far in the other direction. Have gotten a little too easy now. Yeah, yeah. You see, I've just taken the mic now. Yeah. No, yeah. but we can't. Obviously, we was complaining before about the direction they went in. So, like Manchester, if you think about it, was actually too dangerous before. It was over the top. Yeah. So now it is too easy, but I think you know we'll just take it because. I mean, for us, it's not that good training, but for racing, it's going to be a lot safer, I think. Other than other than the guys being close together into the first turn, I think that's going to be where the most carnage is. And I don't agree with the, the step up, step down, because you will just attack it. Do you know what I mean? If it was a bigger jump, people might back out a bit, if that makes sense. But, um, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, the way the sport, the way the tracks are going now are a bit safer, but... 
I I I think I think it's good. By by the time maybe twenty twenty four, twenty twenty two, I think there's gonna be no pro section. <laughs> I feel like they've gone so far the other direction. Like we went, so, yeah, yeah. we were so technical. Like there's a common ground here, people. We don't need to go back to like yeah, rolling literally. track where everyone can do it super easy. Really? I, yeah. should, I shouldn't be able to go to a supercross and do pick up money on the super first supercross jump. No, there's no chance. I don't believe that's. But we have tracks track. like tracks like Copenhagen and like there's tracks out there that are good for racing and they're not too technical, but they're not too easy. Like. Is it hard to? I don't know. I'm not a track. I'm not a track builder, but there's tracks out there that you can just I've see. I've never there, but that thing looked awesome. I want to race there. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Copenhagen is a good Copenhagen. one. Yeah, yeah, I'd love. I didn't get to ride there either. I, I just, I just remember watching and seeing like the moves that I made. It looks amazing. So and the the city is so cool. It's one of my favorite cities. It's beautiful and like the the whole city loves cycling. So there's usually a good turnout for the race too. The prince of the prince of Denmark would come watch. Really? Yeah, seriously, yeah. No way. Yeah, but yeah. he had a big chain on, some big bling. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys do you guys ride anywhere but Manchester? Or do you typically just ride Manchester? Is it so? Like when it's hot, we ride outdoor tracks, which is barely. Like, but they're like amateur tracks, like beginner tracks. No, they have pros. The, the tracks here are like. They're better than pretty much every American track. <laughs> well, that's, like, well, that's not really hard to top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, they're, they're flowy and the jumps aren't too big, but there is a couple tracks around Manchester that are pretty good. But, um, yeah, mostly, to be honest, we're just riding the indoor because the weather here is pretty rubbish, as you know. Yeah. But when there is a good day, we, we, we try to make the most of it, to be fair. Does it get boring? Yeah, for sure. Oof. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Especially with this track now, like it is boring. Yeah, because I mean, we ride Abbotsford all the time, and it's so boring now. I mean, just because we've rode it so many times. It is boring for sure. I feel like it's just going after those kink times. (laughs) Guys, I was I was bored of the new track in about two weeks. It, I think it's that easy to start boring. Yeah, PH was never about riding the same track over and over. He loved switching tracks. Yeah, yeah, it make us go backwards and sidewards and diagonal just to try and get some different, <laughs> different he, feel he, of it. He said, he said on the old track, do you know the amateur second straight, the second jump? Yeah. Jumping from that to the supercross jump on the first straight. Backwards? So if you, backwards? Backwards. No, no, going the right way, but jump uh, left. So you do the yeah. second straight amateur and you jump from the second one backwards into the first supercross that's a james, that's a james palmer line <laughs> it's, it's not possible actually it probably is but i'm not trying it your bars would probably go tree town once or twice from overshooting that first before you made it good <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just crazy yeah so trey kind of looking back here uh so in 2014 you're really successful you got uh, was it silver at the world uh, bronze bronze at the world no nah, Tori took my silver. I'm joking. But kind of looking back then, you were a lot younger. Was after that kind of success, was it hard to keep up to the expectations of just coming off a big podium like that? No. So, like, you know, the be- at the beginning of that year, I never made any main anywhere. Like, I went to Euro rounds. I was getting knocked out in motors and eights. Like, I was getting super unlucky. Um, and then after that podium, 
Um, I think I think the next race I went to might have been Argentina, and I'm not gonna lie, that's one of the hardest motors I've been. Dude, in. we're in this, we're in the oh, same motor there. It was insane. Yeah. It was it was like a you, it was like a quarter of semi. The um, oh my god, and the Brazilian, I I got murdered. Um, but then I went to America. I made the semi like at Chula, and then I went to a French Cup and I like won one of the mains and like Liam was in it and Kyle and there's a couple of riders. So like after that, I was on a, like that podium to be fair, they put me on a real high. And then, and then the next year I kept it rolling. I made the main at Manchester. Um, but then I got injured again at Papendal. Do you remember when I, um, <clears throat> when I broke my bum? Oh, you broke your ass, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I broke it properly. So after that was when, yeah, I was on a roll until then, to be fair. So yeah, it, had, it, it was, after that injury, it was quite tough to um, to, to come back. I, I kind of rushed back also because obviously there was Worlds at Belgium and I, str- I did struggle, to be fair. That whole year, um, I tore a ligament in my knee and I, and I did my bum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I broke so my that ass. Was a <laughs> But then, yeah, the years after that, I've, yeah, I think I've I've made a couple of World Cup mains after that, like since. But I, I have, yeah, definitely, I have struggled to, um, to yeah, to to, um, to to get a decent position like that again. To be fair, um, and especially since I dislocated my shoulder in Baku, um, we went out to the Grands. And in my second moto, like first race back after like what four or five months, okay. second moto, I crashed, did my other shoulder, like pulled something in it, and then I went to stay in America, and then I raced. I was, I was yeah, James was you raced you was there right James in Osma? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We raced in Phoenix and Osma, and I, I don't think I've ever been murdered like both days in a row. <laughs> Oh, but I got motored in Phoenix and in Oldsmar. Like, ah, oh, and then since then I've not even done anything. I've not done anything good. Like, not one. Like, I've I've pretty much thought I've been I've pretty much thought about quitting. If I'm honest with you, like I've I've been like, wow, like this is like taking its toll. Am I gonna get back to like be able to compete at the top level? Like I'm watching the guys now, and like. You watch the likes of like David Graff, and like I see how he rides, and I'm just like, Jesus, this guy wants it. Like he's putting his neck on the line. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like to get yourself in that position again, like it takes a lot of confidence, and like it's hard to build confidence. Obviously, everyone's everyone goes through this, but it's hard to build confidence off of no result, and I haven't had a result in over a year and a half. Um. So yeah, I've I've been mentally struggling like a lot lately, but. Yeah. We're still out here trying. I mean, everyone in our sport, especially, goes through that. I mean, it's so normal. Yeah, for sure. It's just the, the hardest thing is just like, you know, BC, obviously, they, they support me, but it's brutal because, you know, they won Olympic medals and Olympic, um, it's Olympic qualification, which is, and there's, there's, our funding's been cut, so there's like maximum of five guys on the squad, and then we've got younger guys coming up, and I'm meant to be a podium rider, and I'm out here going out in the apes, do you know what I mean? So I'm obviously putting a bit of pressure on myself, thinking, wow, like, it's obviously feels, it's embarrassing. But, you know, you obviously you got to just keep, keep, I don't know, just keep grinding, and hopefully 
things come together like 2014 do you know what I mean that's what you just you just hurt for days like that I mean that's why you get up every morning and train is for moments like that for yeah. sure for sure it makes it all worth it so yeah so to answer to your question it is hard it's, I, I find it really hard to um to keep it up um and keep the yeah keep it going and trying to I can't remember the word you used tough with all those injuries like that in our sport I feel like once you get an injury and you kind of lose the kind of momentum with so many fast guys right now in our sport like it's tough to get back in there and you're saying your shoulder too like having a shoulder issue that's not fun because I've had like a little bit of experience with that and it just feels like it lingers on for so long and even when you're trying to ride at like 80% with that kind of injury and you're you're riding with guys like Graf like you said who are just going balls to the wall like it's tough to get your head around that yeah for sure I don't know if you guys like if you feel the same about this or like in different well in different types of diff- when you're in like different I don't know what can I say like in, in different moments of the sport so like there'll be times where you're not the fastest on the track so you're not getting out of front but you're not you're not a back runner but there's I feel like there's a lot of guys out there that are just close to the top but not a back runner and there's like a big field that we all just get caught up so like you'll be stuck on the outside and you're just not fast enough to get all the way to the top. And then I feel like that's where a lot of the injuries happen because... Yeah. You need caught in traffic and shit goes yeah, wild, a, and, yeah, wild in traffic sometimes. Traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. No, that's hard. I feel like <laughs> I've been hard. stuck in that situation for, like, what, since I started? <laughs> since I started. <laughs> for, for eight years now. Seven years now. So, so, Ka- so Kai, your first major yeah. success was at... Well, not major success. Like, ah, yes, major success. Was at Euro Champs last year, getting on the podium yeah. and meddling at that. Um, what kind of, a, you know, obviously that must have been an amazing experience for you. And since then, like, it seems like you've had a lot more success. Do you, does that kind of kickstart, um, uh, you know, maybe kickstart some success in your elite career? Um, so, yeah, obviously I, when I got the second, I was like, that was, I'll say that's the fastest I've ever been. And I don't, actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the fastest I've ever been. I was I was gating consistently, which I'm struggling with right now. I have good gates, but they're not consistent. Um, yeah, I was gating consistently at the at the thing, at the race, and before the race, everyone was calling me saying, "Oh, you can win, you can win." I was like, I don't know, like every, these guys are some of these guys were world plates recently at the world at the world champs, so it was kind of hard. But yeah, pulled through a second. And since then, I've I think I've made every final except for Manchester and Grants. I took myself out of Manchester when it was the last term by myself. And yeah, Grands, I just crashed on the first day in the first motor, and I was a bit done from there really. And I just carried on racing, but it didn't go too well. But every yeah, I've made every final. I haven't been on the first the first step yet, but yeah, it's going good. Did that give you some confidence to know that, like, hey, I'm one of these guys too, and I can be on the box any weekend? Yeah, literally. I, well, no, no, not that, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're lying. No, nah, serious. I say, I say to everyone, yeah, I'm gonna win this race, but he's lying. I get on the gate and I think, if can I even gate? Like, yeah, I get on the gate and it's a Dave Van der Berg, and I think, yeah, I can gate him. And then he just rips me to shreds. <laughs> like, oh, I'm like, damn, <laughs> but. Yeah, hopefully it's, uh, it's going to come soon. 
Yeah, but I mean, I was, you, you've been in a lot of mains since then and, and battled. So I think I feel like it's it's I think it's the hardest to get the first result. But then after you get the first one, the rest yeah. seem almost easier because you just know you can do it. And so you go up to the race yeah, and yeah. you know, like, yeah, I can be in the final and I can have a shot at the podium. I mean, that's how yeah. I, I kind of experienced it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's been a, it's been a long, been a long time coming, but yeah. I got a question for you, Kai. Yeah. Why do you pick lane seven so much when Neek's in eight? I feel like I you guys are eight and seven in lanes in the main so many times. I actually never pick it. It's, it's, it's because basically every race I've been to, except for except for um, Glasgow, I've never won the semi. So I've always came fourth in the semi, and Neek always either gets third, second, or first, and he, he always gets a pick before me. <laughs> and he always picks gate eight. Always picks gate eight. And I just think, I might as well go seven. Even if I had six pick cards, like, I might as well go seven. Like, I don't know why. And now we have a, 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 we have a little bond where he's like, oh, gate seven today. I'm like, well, if, I, if, I don't, if I don't get fourth in the semi, then no, but... Oh, friend. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I hate it, but he always picks gate eight, so nothing I can do really. Well, I need to start winning semis, but yeah. Do we talk about this the other show, James? We, maybe Kai could be yeah, the, des- I, he could be the designated meek stopper. Kai could be the guy, he can get the 20%. <laughs> Kai could be the designated meek stopper. For real. Just move For right, real. right into him. You'll get 20% of the prize money from first. We'll get an agreement <laughs> going. And you could just be the meek stopper. See, I, on the weekend, on the first day, I actually snapped him. And I thought to myself, should I move left down the hill? And I thought, nah, there's no point. Like, there's a whole other field. There's no point because he'll ride yeah, straight through. Yeah, he'll ride straight through. He's like, what, over, he's over 10 kgs heavier than me. I'm just like, nah, I'm not even going to bother try. At least some Nando's, I'm, bro. Put on some weight. <laughs> that'll, make you, that'll make you lose weight. You get sick from that. <laughs> James, what do you say we go to the next segment? Go to the quick shots? Yeah, I think we should move on to the uh, quick shot question segment. You guys know this segment of the show? Are you familiar? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. All right, we'll talk right into it. All right, first question from, I don't know how to say this. Go for it. Cytico, I don't know, Cytico BMX. <laughs> Kai, how many guys have you passed in a single last straightaway? Bloody hell. <laughs> a thousand. A thousand. I don't know. Over 50. How much in one lap do you think? Yeah, one lap. Ooh, Zola the World Cup, um, five. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's badass. So the whole, so the whole, the whole race then. So yeah, you you passed the whole moto, bitching. <laughs> <laughs> At Jackson dot why Chris King hubs? I think they're the best. Yeah, think? Chris King is king. Chris is king. They are the best. Yeah, Chris is king. They're literally the best. All right, so this one's a double shot question. So it's kind of two and one from at Sylvan Andre. Have you ever smashed each other out in a turn? And if not, would you rather smash your brother or someone else for fourth? Someone, someone else. else. Oh, those are true, someone else, true sure. bros. Still bad, yeah, probably. Bros. <laughs> at, at Terry Boy. <laughs> Does Trey have nightmares about Kai's last straight? For sure. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? All the time. They're notorious now. From at Kevin's 26, Trey, when's 15-year-old Trey coming back? <laughs> we, we have this personal joke that like, um, I was the best I ever was at 15, that like, ever. 
I peaked at 15. So it was like, I need to come, and my 15-year-old Trey like, needs to come back out. I need to start going fast again. I'm hoping this weekend, bro. I'm hoping. Hoping. All right, this one's for Kai. Did you step in sauce? Okay. Did I what? Did you step, Did you step in, in sauce? sauce? I'm the sauce. I don't know what the joke is. <laughs> it's like, sauce means um, swipe. Means what? Swipe. Swipe? So like, you, you swipe. That's style. You have good style. Okay. I don't get it, but next one. <laughs> <laughs> Double shot from Gunner BMX. Favorite track in the UK and the world? In the world, yeah. I think it's got to be Chula Vista, Beijing, but when the old one. Yeah, same. Oh, I didn't ride that one. Yeah, you didn't ride that one. No, the new one. <laughs> and in the UK? Birmingham. No, Cycle Park. Oh, crazy. I don't know. In the UK, probably... No, Peckham. Yeah, Peckham's my favourite. I don't have one. Cheddar, Cheddar. You have to answer oh, this Cheddar. quick. Oh, Cheddar. Oh, we have to answer this quick. Yeah, quick shot. Jesus. Come on. This is how I'm riding lately. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next one from at jmeyer61. Would you take out your brother in Tokyo for the last transfer spot into the final? Yeah, for sure, for sure. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. gone. I like it. I mean, I'm sending him home. I would do the same thing. For real. At Eli Shaw, Kai, who did you look up to for inspiration on skills, bike handling, or how did they come about? Euros Today. Oh, cool. And Euros Today and Trey taught me, to be fair. Trey told you to go after Trey or like told you how to do No, no, Trey, Trey taught me how to do my bike skills, oh, okay, but he doesn't okay. have them anymore. Yeah, it's All a bit cool, crazy. Cool. <laughs> All right, from at Connor Hedges. Trey, how did it feel when your little brother passed you at the line of the Indoor National a couple years ago? Oh, that was, that hit, was hit it where it hurts. Seriously, Even, for real. I hit it, it where hurt it hurts. Like it hurt like that question. Like, Connor Hedges, what do you think he's going to say? Oh, no, I was stoked to get past. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what's crazy? I was more surprised. Like, I just, I didn't expect it. Like, I was actually so surprised that I smiled, but I wasn't smiling inside. I was probably crying, but. <laughs> like, I just, I just. Did not expect it at all. I, was, I didn't even think he was that close. And then for I saw his wheel manualing, and I've never seen anyone do the manual. And I was just like, "What the hell just happened?" That's the, the that's the worst <laughs> one. Like you, you feel like you're riding so well, you got a good lead, and you're riding like fast, and so if someone blows past you, you're like, "What the hell happened?" For real, for real. Uh, uh, yeah. James, is it your turn or my turn? I forgot. Uh, your turn. At Ben Riches seventy seven, Kai. At six five, do you think you are optimal height for BMX, or would it be being taller or shorter? I'm not six five. <laughs> um, I don't know who this guy is. Six five. How tall are you? About six two. Okay, six well, well, well he's Giant, off. Well, he, yeah, yeah, he's off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a bit dodgy. All right, that was a gent question. Next. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Um, at Ashton zero two five. Ash Hatton. Uh, who holds Ash the Hatton. biggest sibling rivalry between one another? What do you say? Say that again, sorry? It just says, who is the biggest sibling rivalry between you two? Kai. Everything is a competition for this kid. <laughs> Everything. I'm going to eat my Nando's faster. <laughs> yeah, for... <laughs> 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 no, for real, like... 
I'll be tying up my shoes and he'll be like, that's rubbish. I can do my shoes way better. No, no, no. Like, what the hell? Uh, all right, at Sakaki Barakai, which, aka Sakaki Loop Out, James. Yeah. See, you know why? Switch. Side note, you know why I call Kai Sakaki Bar Sakaki Loop Out? Because if you remember at the Worlds in Rock Hill, we're in the same quarter. <laughs> yeah, so he goes, we're in the same quarter, so I eat shit out of the first turn, and then he's down the last straight. He's in fourth. He goes, he goes to mail off the last tabletop over the smallest roller and loops out, and then the Russian guy makes it. Yep. So since then, it's, it's Sakaki Loop Out. <laughs> Classic. Anyway, do you finish your burger or your chips first? Chips. Chips first, for sure. Yeah, the, by the way, they're called fries, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, for, but do you guys eat your chips or your burger first? I just want to know. Real quick. I eat, like, probably half the chips first or half the fries first and then eat the burger and then probably go back. Wow. That's dodgy, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's dodgy. <laughs> That's dodgy. <laughs> All right, next question from at Jay Warner, number 12. All right, so wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. You guys are fucking eating right now on the podcast? No. All right, it's Patty. All right, Patty, chill with the silverware back there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <Get down. laughs> I just said that. <laughs> chill with the silverware. Quiet on set. Yeah, no, it's on. either eat a burrito or put the silverware down. <laughs> and Nick complained last time because Tori was eating, and this time it's not us. Nick. I know, it's not I know. Us. Uh, sorry guys I'm right. Patty alright all right, we're good okay from at jwerner underscore 12 who's faster Usain Bolt or Kai down the last straight Bolt mm. <laughs> man I think people are just getting people are just getting people are just turned on by Kai's last straights apparently that's what it's all about maybe apparently. Kai you can just put on a last straight expedition for the whole BMX world one of these days I don't I don't know why but like, you mean I, why? Because you pass everybody down the last straight every time. Well, I, I, I can catch people around the track as well. Like, yeah, but it's track. more evident than the last straight. It's just a piss take. Kai's like, Kai's like, I'm so much better than my last straight, guys. <laughs> <laughs> At Rico Van de Voord, who makes better coffee? We don't drink it. Oh, I just... But I have to make a better one, though, because I've been around Kev long enough. I just question both of your guys' character. I mean, I can drink it, but I'm just not that. I'm I'm just not addicted to it. I mean. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here's another double shot from from Kevin's from Kyle. First part. Who's better looking? Me, for sure. No chance. I'm the, I'm definitely better looking. No chance. Trace. Anyway, Trace I, had his time. But I'm still better looking though. No. <laughs> Sorry. <I'm... laughs> anyway. All right. Second part. 50, 50, 50, question, 50, 50. Then. Who gets more the most girls? Me. No, no, no. I don't get girls anymore. I don't get girls anymore. Kai gets girls. Yeah, I got a lady, yeah. Yeah, Trace had a girlfriend for a while, I think, right? Yeah. But, Kai. like, but like before. <laughs> oh, before, so... Like, at, like at, their, at your peak, at your peak before. Who? No, I said, at my no, peak. No, Okay, the thing is, imagine if you go out every weekend, which Kai does, like, he goes out on Tuesday, um, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, pretty much. Like, it's a social club, like, literally, like, training. Um, so, he's bound to get more girls, but... So, the question is, who gets more girls? Me. Thank you. Uh, Kai gets more girls. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> viral B- at Viral BMX Racing, what's the best race battle between the two of you? I mean, yeah, that one in race in Manchester was pretty good, but 
there was a race that we did in Paris and it was only like a qu- I think it was like a 32 or 16th or something and it was pretty cool because I got like a really good start and Kyle was in third but the commentator kept like going on about us and then Kai pulled back and then we crossed the line pretty much same time that was I thought that was a good race yeah that was cool man mm. Mm. that was cool alright from at Dirty Clap do you guys ride custom frames <laughs> or are you straight out of the box man? first of all fucking savage Instagram name <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so like, we read the question, James. We were laughing. Yeah, my bad. Okay. Uh, do you guys ride custom frames like Liam did, or are they straight out of the box standard? Straight out, out of the box. box. Yeah, straight out of the box. Straight out of the box fast. All right. At Nate underscore BMX374, have you ever crashed together or taken each other out? No. Uh, no. No. Never. Not yet. I crashed behind yeah, not yet. Came yeah. back. After the finish line, but no, we don't crash together. All right, from Matt, Bad Brody BMX. How would you compare Europe racing to USA racing? Oh, way better. Wow. Way better. Which one? There's more, there's be, uh, better tracks, more riders, more better competition. Oh, actually, no, that's kind of saying that. The field is way bigger, and, and um, I think it's more. I feel like USA is more chilled, but I mean, at the beginning of the year, the USA races were tough, but that's because there was a lot of um, Europe, European riders. Yeah, there. European and like, other riders. I feel like the class is deeper in Europe now. Uh-huh. Yeah, like in in obviously there was a lot of other riders from everywhere else, but more time we we have apes just in, like in Europe. Yeah, I mean, like in Belgium, you had eight eight uh, eight motos total. That's a lot of racing. Mm, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, true. At Hesselt Tidgson. <laughs> Sorry. When did you know you wanted to be pro BMX racer? When I was about 15, I guess. 14, 15. Because I didn't even know it was possible to be like pro and be paid until I was about 15. Yeah, I didn't either. No? No, I mean, I don't think like... I think I just kind of went with it, and then I became one. I was like, oh, awesome. I can make a living? Cool. Like, <laughs> I never, like, I don't think when I was younger, I really dreamed about it either. Yeah, as soon as Trey started it, I was, yeah, probably wanted to do it as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know what age I was, though. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for coming to the show, boys. That's all we got for you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah we really appreciate you guys coming on. It was, cool to hear, it was cool to hear your stories about how you grew up, especially. I thought that part was interesting, James. I feel like we made it now, like, we made it, because we've been on the show now. Well, you know, this is kind of a big, like, we don't want to say it's a big deal on here, but it's definitely... But it's kind of a big deal. We don't want to say it's a, we don't want to say this podcast a big deal, but it's definitely not a small deal. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for sure, nah, it's a big deal, it's a big deal, for sure. Thanks for having us. Man. Yeah, good, good luck this weekend, boys, have fun. Thank you very much. Alright, see you guys Bye later. Boys. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Take it easy, thanks. The White Brothers, James. The White Brothers, Trey and Kai. That's cool. Two cool guys, man. Two great blokes. Dude, I didn't realize they woke. Uh, they uh, not woke up, but uh, grew up in a gnarly area. No, I, didn't, I actually really didn't know that either. I knew. I had a feeling. I remember the the small track they grew up on. I remember seeing a video and have seeing how small that track was. But it was interesting to hear from yeah, their point of view and uh, how they they were talking about how they used to just do laps around the, basically the same track. I know. I I didn't realize. I think I kind of heard before they grew up in an area like not great, but. Holy shit, man. Grew up in gangs and getting beat up. That's gnarly. Yeah, no wonder they're such tough dudes. That's pretty amazing they 
been so successful. Now look at them now. They're both on the GB team, and Trey has a world's medal, and Kai's got a European medal. It's amazing. That's badass. They've they've really like yeah stepped into their own over the years. Like like you said, with Trey getting his medal in 2014, and now Kai's been on kind of just a roll. I feel like in the European rounds and even the World Cups and at the end in Argentina last year. Yeah, he's been killing it. I always think it's amazing that brothers or sisters can be. Um, in the same high level sport together, like the White brothers, you know, the smaller as we did, but even if you know brothers in the NHL and hockey and stuff, I always found it like incredible that both siblings are that talented. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I think it'd be funny to be like the parents, and if they're in the same race, you're, you're like cheering for both of them, but you're probably cheering for one to win more than the other. <laughs> I know, I know. They probably both want them to do well, and they're probably just hoping they they're healthy. Just don't take each other out, boys. Just I don't know. take each other out. <laughs> so you want to end with a rant? You got a rant? Yeah, I had a rant, and I I have a few rants, okay? But we'll go with the first one. I can't, do you want to do both? Just, yeah, just, you know, just just go for it. Just go for it. <laughs> okay, I get really tired of second straights that cut in to the last, or into the turn at the end. We've had so many of these turns when they're building tracks that right on the last jump, they take like a hard right turn right before they turn left. And it's starting to piss me off because every time you try to ride down the left side of the straightaway, you end up in the dirt going into the turn. Argentina's like that on the second straight. If you're on the right side, you got to jump way back to the left. It takes away racing because yep. if you're on the inside, it takes away an entire passing lane because all the person in front of you needs to do, even if they're slower, is guard the line and you're screwed. You can't pass them. No, exactly. I remember we had issue, was it in Toronto a oh, bunch yeah. of years ago? Yeah, yeah. There was like a, I don't know what it was, a hay bale basically. And you try to go straight and then you run right into it and then it gets blown out of the track. More people crash. Like, I hate that. Literally, you stop doing that. Literally, if you go straight, you'll miss the landing. And it's like, why are we doing this? There's literally no reason. You're saving one meter of track space. You mean to tell me you can't work around that? No, seriously, yeah. It's starting to piss me off. So, like, yeah, they changed the track in Zolder and they kind of did the same thing. Like, you come over the jump, uh, you can't tell, but the track cuts in right at the bottom. That really pisses like, me off. If you didn't know about it, you'd be right in the dirt if you're on the chalk line. That takes away such a big passing opportunity and it's so unnecessary. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I don't understand. Yeah, like Nico on the main, I think it was day two, was running down the left side and basically just ran out of track because, yeah, he was getting pinched off, but there was, like, the track cut in. If he, he would have had to run into guys to get any track space. You don't even have a shot. No. I know. No. It was bugging me. I had to get it off my chest. All right, rant number two. Rant number two, just because we're talking about the same track. It's really cool that the Eurorounds, they play a lot of music, but they got to watch what they're playing during the call because... They run these things so quickly and the music's blasting. They're playing music in the middle of the call. And it's like, how are you supposed to focus on the lights and the sounds if they got like some techno EDM like beat about to drop? <laughs> oh, it's freaking ridiculous. Then like to add on to that, I know at Canadian races, they've been pretty brutal about it and we've talked to them, but just announcing super loud we're in the gate. Like American national champs, they always do. Like they'll be introducing the riders as the gate calls goading, going. Like you can't coordinate this, you mean to tell me? Yeah, exactly. Like, seriously, you can see the guys up on the hill. You know they're going. Keep it down. <laughs> or people not giving a shit. Riders behind, snapping their goggles, jumping up and down, clicking their cleats. <laughs> it's like, come on, people. Let's have some respect for the people in the gate. Seriously. That was the least of my worries when you had the music playing. I hate when, like, you know when a song is about to drop, you can hear the beats about to drop, yeah. and it's playing during the pause of the call, like the gate call? Oh, it grinds my gears so much. Do you hear that, James? Somewhere in Lakeside, Nick Long is losing his mind thinking about this. <laughs> he is jumping right on board this He rant. is jumping right on board this trend. I can hear him ranting from here. I think he's on his way over to join in. Yeah, I think he is. I can hear him now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all we got. Yeah, I think that's all we got for the show, but that's a good one. Once again, thanks to Progate Europe.
yeah, coming on board as a sponsor of the show. It's awesome. Really stoked. You know, they're the, they're the gates we run at all the World Cups. It's awesome. We're getting mics. We're getting mics. I'm going to order, order them off Amazon, so we're going to give them a test try. Yeah, nobody knows this, but Tori and I made a deal back in the day that once we got a sponsor on the show, we'd upgrade our equipment so that at least it wasn't, hopefully it wasn't coming out of our pocket. And now uh, it is coming out of our pocket, but, you know, we're going to make the show as best we can for you guys. Exactly. So we, now we got our first sponsor, um, like recurring sponsor, I should say. So we're going to treat ourselves to some mics. We earned it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Now you guys can stop complaining about this damn, the quality. <laughs> no, you know, they'll find something to complain about. No, they'll find something, you know, our voice or something, what we're talking about. Oh, what you guys it? suck. <laughs> All right, well, good luck this week, bro. Thanks, pal. Appreciate it. Good luck this week. Have fun. Try your hardest. Take out Kai and Trey. I hope I don't have Kai and my motos or Trey, really. I hope I don't have any GB guys. They're just going to have this track wired. It's always gnarly, too. Like when you're in the gate with you're beside someone or something, like a home crowd person, they just roar for the person. Oh, they're, it's going to erupt in there, I'm sure. That building's awesome for that. I know that atmosphere is really cool. I, I like racing in there. Yeah, for that pur- for that purpose, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. All right, bro. Well, have fun. Good luck this week. Thanks, pal. Thanks for all you guys listening. And Hope thanks you guys for listening, everyone. Yeah. See you next week. Later.